This is a word, a podcast from Slate. I'm your host, Jason Johnson. It's holiday time. And between shopping, cooking, and time with family, you may find yourself searching for a comfort movie or show to help decompress from seasonal stress. So what's worth watching this season? BET Plus has come out in the forefront. They have a ton of Black holiday movies this year. I couldn't even get through all of them preparing for this podcast. The best holiday films and television coming up on A Word with me, Jason Johnson. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome to A Word, a podcast about race and politics and everything else. I'm your host, Jason Johnson. Many of us spend our holiday season enjoying time together with family and friends, cooking, shopping, and making merry. Others enjoy finding ways to escape all of these things. But whether you're feeling jolly or grinchy, Lots of us love the gift of a good film or show to settle in with during these long winter nights. Rebecca Theodore Vachon will be watching with you. She's an essayist and pop culture critic whose writing has been featured in the New York Times, Entertainment Weekly, Vulture.com, and Shondaland. She also hosts the Spectrum Lounge podcast. And Rebecca Theodore Vachon joins us now. Welcome to A Word. Hello, Jason. So, Rebecca, there was a time where like the Christmas industrial complex was completely dominated by Hallmark and family channel. But now we've got like streamers, the streamers are making the Christmas movies. So what are the hot Christmas movies coming out on Apple plus or Netflix or Hulu? What's sort of being rolled out for this holiday season on the big streamers? For Apple TV plus the big holiday movie is uh, spirited, which stars Ryan Reynolds. And it's actually quite fun because it's, it's a take on the Christmas Carol with a twist. On a bitter, cold Christmas Eve, one dark soul is selected for redemption by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and yet to come. A tradition that continues to this very night. Like a Christmas carol? Yes, yes. If you would just let me get this out, sit. So out of all the people on the planet, murderers, people who do gender reveal parties, I'm the guy you're going to haunt. You know what? Forget it. So basically, it's the three ghosts of past, present, and future. Every year, they pick an irredeemable soul. And so this particular year, their target is Ryan Reynolds' character, Clint. So they go to visit him, but then Clint turns the tables on them, and then he basically spirits them. (laughs) It's a really interesting take on A Christmas Carol, I think, which is really cool. Last year, the big movie was Jingle Jangle, right? It was a Black Christmas movie. Everybody was excited. It was a sort of genre-bending thing. What are the Black Christmas movies like this year? And what what are the streamers or the the networks putting those out? BET Plus has come out in the forefront. They have a ton of Black holiday movies this year. I couldn't even get through all of them preparing for this podcast. So one of the big ones they have this year is called A Wesley Christmas. I'm so happy that all the kids are coming home for Christmas this year. Mm -hmm. 
What? Hey, it's just said we're gonna have a lot of loud folk in our house. And now we can't even walk around naked for the holidays. Brian, we have never done that. Well, it's on my bucket list. <laughs> and it stars Jasmine Guy, who we know from A Different World, and Dorian Wilson, who played Professor Ogilvie on The Parkers. So they are the parents of three children. And so basically it's, you know, the children coming home together and it's family hijinks. Think this Christmas. If 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 you like that, then you'll probably like Oh, Wesley Christmas. I was just like, oh, okay. And you know me, I love messy family dramas. With that in mind, and it's both sad and and sort of, I guess, exciting that's come back, is I remember uh, How to Ruin Christmas, which was that great streaming special, you know, the limited series that came out at Netflix. The star, uh, she passed away in the last year. I mean, she was fantastic. She was funny. It was messy. It was hilarious. I'd never seen sort of a Christmas show from the diaspora. And there's apparently a sequel coming out. What do you know about the the new How to Ruin Christmas now that sort of the main star is gone? So they actually continued shooting. They didn't recast her, but I believe they have a new character and she's kind of messy and high maintenance. You know, definitely a character. So I'm actually looking forward to sitting down and watching that. But it's definitely going to be a different watching experience because I loved the lead actress. I thought she was great. So it's going to be really sad to see her not in that role anymore. Back in the day when we were kids, uh, whether it was Saturday morning cartoons or primetime, there were always like holiday episodes, right? There was a holiday episode of the X-Men. Are there any special holiday episodes of TV shows, whether dramas or sitcoms that we should probably be paying attention to that are coming out right now? Well, going back to Apple TV Plus, they have the collection of the Peanuts. So you can pretty much watch all the Charlie Brown Christmas specials. And they actually have some new original programming um, as far as that. And I believe there's a Fraggle Rock. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. So Apple TV, like they're not as loud, I would say, as Netflix and the other streamers, but they're definitely building up their library of content. We're going to take a short break. We come back more on the best holiday movies and shows. This is A Word with Jason Johnson. Stay tuned. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is Jason Johnson, host of A Word, Slate's podcast about race and politics and everything else. I want to take a moment to welcome our new listeners. If you've discovered A Word and like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And let us know what you think by writing us at a word at slate.com. Thank you. You're listening to A Word with Jason Johnson. Today, we're talking about holiday television and film with entertainment writer Rebecca Theodore Vachon. So this seems to be a year where people are sort of going back to the movies. Are there good Christmas movies coming out in the theaters this year? The one Christmas movie I've seen, to be honest, I saw Violent Night with David Harbour, which was hilarious and amazing and violent. And it was this pastiche of Die Hard and The Ref and Home Alone. I mean, I've seen it twice. It's honestly going to be a new part of my Christmas canon. What else is out in the theaters that's a a Christmas-themed movie this year? It doesn't seem that the major Hollywood studios are investing, unless their genre more like Violet Night. They're they're not doing like the traditional holiday movie. 
the streamers have pretty much taken that over. Yeah, outside of Violent Night, why do you think major movie studios have stepped out of the sort of holiday movie gang that used to be big money? You know, we, we would go after Thanksgiving, we would go after Christmas. Why do you think they've backed off? I think with the studios, there's been a shift to IP. People are paying money to go to the movies. They want to see spectacle. Ticket to Paradise came out with George Clooney and, and Julia Roberts, two of the biggest Hollywood stars. It didn't do that great. They they already sent it to streaming. I think it only, it ran in the theaters for a couple of weeks and they're already sending it to streaming. I feel like Hollywood is kind of going through uh, some growing pains right now. They're trying to figure out what is bringing people out to see the movies. And so, yeah, it's, it's been it's been interesting to kind of see. There's been a lot of news in the industry lately, this sort of purging of content that we're seeing at the end of the year. How do you think that's going to affect things going forward? Do you think we might be facing a writer strike in the spring with these new changes in streaming and theaters? I believe so, because the, the big news was HBO Max purging their library. They were getting rid of Westworld, Love Life, um, The Nevers. And I mean, people on social media were like, what the heck? HBO Max is now looking to move these to the fast channels. So you'll still be able to see them. They may not be on HBO Max proper, but you will still be able to have access to them. It has to do with residuals. And that's what a lot of industry professionals have been saying, that this idea of taking these programs off is to prevent them where they don't have to pay the talent and their creatives for their residuals. And Ashley Nicole Black was like, well, you're assuming that we even get residuals. You know, she's on two popular streaming shows. She was like, the residual checks are not what you think they are. And so now if you're removing content, then you're really not getting anything. So yeah, a writer's strike could be imminent. That's what it's looking like. It's not looking too good. We're going to take a short break. We come back more on what's worth watching this holiday season. This is A Word with Jason Johnson. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, May the 14th. My colleague, Mark Joseph Stern, and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. But there's something you can do about it. And we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets. You're listening to A Word with Jason Johnson. Today, we're talking about holiday film and television with writer Rebecca Theodore Vachon. You know, Rebecca, we all have our guilty pleasures. We all have the holiday movie thing that we like. What's the holiday movie show episode that you have to watch every single year, no matter what, just to get you in the mood? 
The Last Holiday, which came out in 2006 with Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah plays a department store employee who has dreams of being like a, uh, a chef. She gets a wrong diagnosis. She thinks that she's going to die. So she uses all of her savings and goes to this five-star exclusive hotel resort in Europe. I believe it's the Grand Hotel Pup. And she's living it up. <laughs> and she ends up falling in love. Uh, I believe LL Cool J is her manager at her store. He finds out that she has the wrong medical diagnosis and travels to go uh, tell her. And so she's secretly been in love with him, but never tells him. And so when he gets over there, you know, the reason why I love The Last Holiday is that when we talk about holiday movies and how a lot of them can be very stereotypical, I feel that The Last Holiday is very special in the fact that you have a Black female lead who is plus size, who is a love interest, who is seen as desirable. And I'm I'm a big fan of like the genre of female reinvention, right? Like Eat, Pray, Love, right? Or Under the Tuscan Sun. We rarely get those type of movies. Black women, you know, we don't get those kind of leads. So to see Queen Latifah be in a major studio production as the lead in this type of movie, that's that's a pretty big deal. And it's just gorgeous to look at. It's it's a It's a beautiful looking movie. What are the tropes of black holiday films that I should be getting used to when I'm eating my comfort food and, and watch them on TV? I was actually thinking about this when I was watching a, a Wesley Christmas, and I, I don't have any complaints about it. But if you watch a lot of these black holiday movies, a commonality is faith, usually the Christian faith, um, a lot of fighting siblings, family drama. And these movies tend to be very, very straight. I would love to see a Black holiday movie that centers like queer love or has a queer couple. That would be great to see. Have we seen any diversity in holiday movies from the standpoint of of faith? Like, I remember years ago, it was like 10 years, 15 years ago, that the Rugrats did like a Hanukkah special. Are we seeing holiday movies or are there some good holiday movies you can suggest that aren't necessarily centering Christianity? They may be centering you know, the Muslim faith, they may be centering other faiths or sort of just other cultural traditions. Well, if we're talking about black holiday movies, the default is usually Christianity. I agree with you. I would, I would love to see a little bit more diversity in the holiday movies, as far as the type of faiths and Kwanzaa, I, all of these black holiday movies that have come on BET, I would have to do a deeper inventory, but I haven't seen Kwanzaa being celebrated in a lot of Black holiday movies, which is interesting. Wow. Why do you think that is? Because I tend to notice that people who celebrate Kwanzaa, it tends to be more if they have children, um, because, you know, they're celebrating the seven days and they're doing Kwanzaa programs and everything else like that. Do you think it reflects some sort of change in the holiday or is it simply a reflection of a change in how mainstream movie and streaming outlets are or are not aware of the holiday. I mean, we're we're two years from the racial reckoning. You would think there would be some sort of magical Kwanzaa special that somebody funded in 2020 that finally came out this year. I'm wondering if maybe they do that just to have more of like a mainstream appeal. I don't know. Maybe they feel it's maybe it's too specific. But like you, Jason, I know people who, who celebrate Kwanzaa. I mean, I don't celebrate it personally, but I know other people who do. So that that might be interesting. But um, speaking of d- diversity, um, another movie that I really like, this came out in 2021. And I was really surprised. It's actually streaming on Prime Video. It's called uh, Boxing Day. It stars Aja Naomi King, who played on How to Get Away with Murder, and a Black British actor named Amil Amin who is also the director of the movie. So he is a Black British author who brings his American fiancée, played by Aja Naomi King, brings her to the UK to meet his family. I apologize. You only ruined the world's best proposal. We could try again when I get back from London. You're going to London during the holidays. My agent said it's essential to promote this book. 
This is the perfect opportunity for me to meet your family. I don't even want to see my family. Is this about Boxing Day, where your parents announced their divorce and you fled to America? Tea and crumpets, miserable most of the time. Damn, screws. So, what I love about it is like, I've not seen this before a black holiday movie that represents black, British, Caribbean, and American cultures. And it's quite cute. It's a dramedy. I was just like, oh. And I think last year it, it dropped on Prime Video and I tweeted about it. And people were like, what? This, this movie exists? I'm like, yes. But it's actually a very delightful watch. I really liked it. And I feel like that's how we could be more diverse in the kind of stories we're telling. I always try and close with something optimistic and positive. And, you know, it's the holiday season, so that tends to be positive. But also, this is a heavy work season for people like you because this is when a lot of sort of Oscar bait movies are dropped. For people who are thinking of that post-Christmas movie that you're going to take the family to, what are some of the top Oscar bait films that people should be trying to see either streaming or in the theater uh, during this holiday season? I would definitely say Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Fantastic movie. Loved that movie. I can probably name on one hand the number of films I've ever seen where I legitimately teared up at the end, and this is one of them. The main cast, they're, they're all Chinese Americans. It's a really, really wonderful story, and, and we've seen this sort of theme in a lot of movies this year where the central relationship is not a romantic one. It's between mothers and daughters, and it's just it, it's a really, really, really incredible story. Yeah, I was like, Oh, we're talking about the multiverse? Oh, that's how you do a multiverse movie. <laughs> it's definitely an Oscar talk. We're really rooting for Michelle Yeoh for lead actress and Stephanie Hsu, who plays her daughter. Well, actually, the, all the three leads, everybody everybody is talking about Oscar contention for them. It's been doing really well. It passed the $100 million mark. So I'm pretty sure they're going to re-release it in theaters early next year. Rebecca Theodore Vachon is an entertainment writer. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at at filmfatale underscore NYC. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us on A Word and happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and that's A Word for this week. The show's email is a word at slate.com. This episode was produced by Christy Taiwo Macanjula. Ben Richmond is Slate's Senior Director of Operations for Podcasts. Alicia Montgomery is the Vice President of Audio. Our theme music was produced by Don Will. I'm Jason Johnson. Tune in next week for Word.